Welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com. Today is the first day of summer vacation for my kids. As we're recording this, our school year just finally wrapped up. Went a little long, thanks to a whole bunch of snow and cold days. And on this first day of summer vacation, uh, boy number three slept over at a friend's house last night on a Sunday night because he could, because he didn't have to get up today. He's still there and looking at the clock, he's probably still sleeping. Boy number four got up this morning to go help his dad with hay raking, which is totally up Sam's alley. He loves farming. He loves machinery. He is in his glory. Number two, my 18-year-old, he got up this morning, hitched up his boat, and he is currently out fishing on a lake. Oh, that sounds great. All of which also means that I am sitting down here in my office. I worked this morning. We're recording the podcast now. And I'm not stressed by what my kids are doing at the moment. And I share that because parents back in 2009, which was 10 years ago, I wrote a blog post that started, believe it or not, summer is probably the most stressful time of year for me. Oh, so there is hope for the future of all those listeners with young ones. Exactly. And yet, for so many of us, summer is the stressful time. And I think it gets harder because we have this mental idea that summer should be a time of relaxation and enjoyment and fun. And for many parents, it just isn't. It's so much about navigating schedules and getting them into camps so they have some place to be and then affording the camps. And in Portland, you better start planning your camps in mm, February or March or there simply will not be any openings in any camps. For parents of older kids, it is that worry about what are they going to do all summer? What trouble is awaiting them? And I love that Sam's already out doing his summer job and you know he's so happy and will be enjoying his financial rewards there too. Mm-hmm. Sam is all about that. You know, as a parent in the summer, the things that were always most stressful to me is the one that gets working parents everywhere. <laughs> like, I have to keep working so I can make money to feed these children who are home eating, it seems like, three times as much as they do during the school year. And my kids are home relaxing. There's kind of this push-pull there. On the one hand, I want them to have the downtime and the break. And on the other hand, when I still have to go at it hard, it kind of pisses me off sometimes to see them taking it easy. Well, and to come home and those cereal bowls are still in the sink with dried up milk and nothing has been done and it's not fun. It's not fun. But I think too, along with that is relaxing our standards a little bit. As I've thought back, I think the key to summer survival is to relax your standards. Relax your standards in terms of, first of all, the rules the things that you think are have to be all the time. It's summer. It's okay if your kids stay up later. It's okay if they are in their jammies most of the day some days. 
relax your standards in terms of housekeeping because let's face it when more of your family is home it is more difficult to keep your house picked up and clean because frankly kids do stuff when they're there they play with toys they make projects there's going to be more clutter around you can certainly ask your children to chip in and do the cleanup and you should, but at some point, you're gonna make life a lot easier for all of you if you just accept that some of this is living. Absolutely, living and enjoying it and letting your kids de-stress that the expectation, you know, just lower the bar, it's okay. And lower the bar for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. I need to be reminded of this all the time because I grew up with an at-home mom like many of us did. And so I remember my mom regularly taking the whole bunch of us to the pool in the summer and spending time at the pool and we'd go to the zoo and we'd do other things or even just, you know, being at home and playing outside in the sandbox or riding bikes. It was hard for me as a parent because I wanted to take my kids to the pool. I felt like this is what a good mom does in the summer when you are trying to make enough money to support your family that you're working during the week, that's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you don't do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we would still make it a point to go when we could. The kids would go with friends sometimes. Did my kids go swimming as much as I did when I was a kid? Nope. Are they going to be okay? Yes. Yeah. Part of this leads into that age-old conversation around boredom for mm -hmm. our kiddos and how, you know, do you get the call at work, mom, I'm bored, or how do you be okay with them being bored and recognizing how important it is for them to be bored and what comes out of those spaces of just time. And I think our kids are so managed around time for so much of the year that it can feel a little scary to have like the expanse of a whole day without something planned for them and that they have to come up with ideas and maybe their friends are gone and they have to rely on themselves and figure out what to do. Scary for our kids and scary for us. If we are not used to them managing their time, it's a very scary thing for us as well. So one thing that I hear parents asking about, and I'm sure you do as well, is how to find that balance between having maybe some scheduled activity versus unscheduled time. Do you have any advice on how to find the happy medium for that? Well, I think that part of it is what are we supplying our kids with to do as far as options that's more than just you're gonna you know play Fortnite all day but giving them some ideas giving them the materials so when i was a kid one of our most favorite things to do completely unsupervised was my friend and i would make up recipes in the kitchen and, you know, there was a little bit of being Julia Child and having the cooking show, but it was, it was just that we could be in the kitchen, we could experiment, we learned so much. And yeah, the parents had to kind of relax the expectations around what was happening in the kitchen, but it was 
it was so engaging and so much fun. And we learned a lot about what, how to make cookies that actually will rise and <laughs> taste good. I bet you had some fun adventures too, some things that didn't turn out so well. Many, many things. And, you know, part of as an adult looking back, like, oh my gosh, we wasted so much food. But you know what? It was totally okay. To, you know, one more bag of flour. Come on. That is a great example of how we sometimes need to keep our eye on the big picture of what's important. I understand you know, you have a food budget and if you really can't afford for your kid to use whatever, that's okay to make that clear. But for many people, it's fine. The kids use up all the flour, get some more flour. It's a pretty cheap activity, all things considered. And your kids may be learning an essential life skill. They're developing confidence. They're um, learning new things. They're staying occupied. Compare all that to the cost of a structured activity, and you come out ahead in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, there's the local library, which, mm -hmm. I mean, my daughter, my daughter could sit and read for three or four hours. It kind of used to drive me crazy, because, like, how could anybody just sit and read for three or four hours? And I'm doing stuff, but it, I'm looking, I'm looking at you like you're crazy because it seems like, how could anybody not do that? I was I, more like your daughter apparently than you. Well, yes. Well, I was the mom at that time seeing all the things that had to be done. Yeah. You know, feeling that bar of expectations and now looking back, I mean, wow, what a gift for her to be able to have that concentration and interest. And, and to be allowed that time, because yeah. from the perspective of being the mom then, and now with the perspective you've earned since then, there's not many points in our life where we can have the opportunity to read for three or four hours straight, yeah. uninterrupted, right. or do whatever activity it is, right? For Sam, it wouldn't be reading. It would be tinkering in the garage on a building project. And what that builds for yourself, for your sense of concentration, for, you know, as adults, we talk about getting in the flow and being mm -hmm. in the flow. Well, that's a flow state. And she was in it and she has it in her now. That girl studies all the time. She's in midwifery school. So those skills are helping her now have four and five hour study sessions and staying interested and focused. And the other piece too around the library is to get books out of the library, books or magazines or whatever, really step outside the usual that you would, that your kids would normally get. Just go and, you know, get some manuals on auto mechanics or some, you know, just really random different things have them laying around the house. They may or may not get picked up, but now they have the time to open their awareness to, oh, this, this is kind of interesting. I did that too. We would go to the library and the kids would pick out, you know, books, sometimes videos that they wanted as well. And then I would also randomly pick a selection of things that, I don't know, looked interesting to me. And I thought, yeah, you know, maybe somebody will watch it, read it. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. The other thing, 
I always recommend uh, checking what your local library offers because so many libraries have excellent programming in the summer too. Mm -hmm. They will have uh, story times, musicians, magicians, storytellers, all kinds of various activities. So as you're thinking of what to do with the kids this summer or how to keep the kids busy, definitely check your local library to see what they have available. Yeah. And also the parks and rec department in your town, depending on budgets, there may be free activities. Um, In Portland, parks and rec offers free lunch for kids. I wanted to mention um, free meals as well, because Beyond the fact that these free meals can be very important, you know, if money is a problem and kids are home and you're trying to figure out how to flex this into your budget. These organized meal activities are also a great social time for kids to come together. In my community last year, our school district started offering um, drop-in breakfast and lunch for students. And you don't need to provide any kind of income information anything like that. And some of the people who used it were a lot of um, the athletes who were at school for practices. They would stop in and and get a meal or the kids that took summer school classes in the morning and needed to stay for musical in the afternoon. They could stay and get a meal. There is a number that you can text. I'll share the phone number and you text the word food and you can find a list of free summer meals in your area. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Bravo, yeah. Jen. You're hey, so I am all about the I'm all about the free stuff. Well, you're and you're just so smart. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I have a couple other free options I want to encourage parents to look at if you're looking for things to do. Uh, one of them, especially good if you have younger kids, is the Kids Bowl Free program. Oh, like bowling alley. Like bowl. the bowling alley. Exactly. Ah. And we did this for a while when the kids were younger. Um, You go to the website, we'll share that in the show notes, and kids up to a certain age are eligible for up to two free games of bowling a day at participating centers. Wow. It doesn't necessarily include shoe rental. You may have to pay extra for adults. Like there's, there's stuff in there, but it's something to check out. And, you know, maybe you want to say one afternoon a week, we're going to go bowling. You know, just to add some structure to the week. And bowling alleys are air conditioned. Yes, they are, which can be a lifesaver on really hot days. Another freebie this summer, especially great for teenage boys, Planet Fitness is giving high school teenagers between the ages of 15 and 18, they can work out free at Planet Fitness this summer. Wow right? You have to sign up at a specific location and then that's the location where the kid can go. But again, active, physical, air conditioned. Right. And And bring your friends and hang out and and free. And free. Free (laughs) Free And supervised. If you are worried about your teenage boys having too much time alone and unsupervised or spending all of their time playing video games, this might be something that they can work into their schedule that makes everybody happy. Nice. What else have you got? Well, I always recommend checking out the parks and nature centers where you live. Sometimes parks will offer free drop-in activities. 
Sometimes nature centers offer activities. And even if there's nothing organized, those are great places to go and spend time with kids of all ages. Absolutely. And you know, some of these things that you're mentioning, you can flip it into volunteer your hours for older kids so that mm. they're out being of service, serving those meals, helping with little kids, getting some volunteer hours always looks good on your resume. Absolutely. It may be a way for them to tap into some interest that they have in animals or nature or working with little kids. Mm-hmm. What do you think about summer jobs, Janet? I think that summer jobs are awesome. And I have some statistics about that. Let's go. Right? <laughs> In 1978, 60% of teens had summer jobs. And now only 35% of teens have summer jobs. So about half of what it used to be. And one author said, said it's really important for teens that they should have summer jobs and the less glamorous, the better. I can vouch for that. I right? worked what at, was your summer job? Uh, I had a couple of them, but the one that really convinced me that going to college was the right option for me was I worked a couple summers at our local canning factory, you know, corn and peas. And that was the most mind-numbingly boring work I ever did in my whole entire life. It paid good, which is why I did it. But it also really showed me that I wanted to do a job where I had to use my mind mm -hmm. and not just my body. Yeah. And so... I was kind of already aimed in that direction, but it, it really reinforced that. Yeah. Yeah. And what a great thing for your kids to learn that, oh yeah, no, this is not what I want to do for my life. So yeah, I might be more interested in that tech school or that college program. And the thing about summer jobs for teens is it's it's helping them build their capacity for scheduling, their responsibility, showing up on time with a clean uniform, all these things that you turn over to them and they have to figure it out. And, you know, I really admire those employers who do employ teens like ice cream shops and the movie theater because they are the front line of training kids how to be good workers and providing feedback that they wouldn't get from their family but feedback from an employer is you know you're you're going to hear it in a different way than you would hear it from your mom in some places it might be a little late to be considering your summer job possibilities um, it's gotten harder in some areas for teens to get summer jobs however I don't think that you or your teen should take that as a reason to say, I'm not going to look for a job because think about it. Some of the people that started at the beginning of summer probably haven't made it this far. There may already be gaps. There are always needs being created. So it's worthwhile looking. If this is something that you and your teen are interested in, investigate the possibilities, put the word out. And frankly, even with younger kids, sometimes you can create job opportunities. Absolutely. I mean, look at your Sam. Mm -hmm. He's been in business since he was like two, right? <laughs> Something like that. 
But some jobs that are uh, maybe your kid isn't old enough quite for an official summer job, but some of the ones that I think are really great possibilities is to be a dog walker in the neighborhood or be a mother's helper. So there are lots of moms out there who probably have little boys who need some extra extra activity in the summer and to be a middle schooler or a high schooler that can come and you know kick the soccer ball around for an hour or two with a little one that is a great summer job and it's flexible and the mom is still the parent is still kind of around so you're learning some responsibility with a safety net there and there's maybe you have a skill or a craft that you are really good at. Maybe you're like the master Lego builder or whatever it might be. You can be the teacher and have a little workshop and invite a couple kids to come and learn how to do, learn how to fix a lawnmower. I think you could totally make bank doing some of this stuff. I would have killed to find a, like an older middle school, young high school boy who would have been willing to come play with my boys when they were younger so I could get some work done. Right. That would have been the answer to almost all of my prayers at that point in life. Reach out and talk to people in your neighborhood and create a summer job. Mm-hmm. Summer is really a great time to sort of create a lifestyle that works for you and your family. Now listen, I know that sounds like a lot of pressure. You're like, all I am trying to do is survive. But it is an opportunity for you to figure out what is most important to you. And if what's most important to you is your kids' growth and development, then you can let a lot of the other stuff slide. Don't worry so much about how neat things are. Don't worry about who eats at what time because ultimately it's not a big deal. If you and your children function better with a schedule, figure out a schedule that works for your kids and your family. In my Facebook group, somebody had been asking this question about finding the balance between structure and not structure. And another mom had suggested just having a very loose schedule for the day. And I realized this is what I did when my kids were younger. You know, it'd be like, we'd wake up, eat breakfast, have some hanging out time, maybe do like an outside or crafty thing late morning, lunch, quiet time, and in my house, quiet time, there was always story time first, and then everybody has a little quiet time, and go from there. Somebody else suggested planning very loosely for like days of the week. So maybe Monday is the day you check out a park. Tuesday, you do an art and craft. Uh, you do something active outside on Wednesday. And you and your family can brainstorm. You can create this. So if you're the kind of person that thrives when you know what to expect each day, or you don't want to have to make it all up from the scratch every day, just jot down a very loose plan. Yeah. And you can make this fun and interactive. What about if after dinner one night, or maybe even before dinner, let's have this be totally fun. Before dinner, make ice cream sundaes, sit down and say, we're going to talk about what we want to do this summer. And it's really fun if everybody just jots down on an index card and then you mm -hmm. throw it all in a pile or you put it in a jar and, oh, this, okay, here's the activity. We've got some time. Let's do, pull this out. And there it is. And 
everybody does the activity with whatever it is. So you can get really creative. I think that the big message here, Jen, is that we relax. And, you know, parenting is supposed to be fun. And summertime is a great time to just have fun and play. Play with your kids and you're creating memories. You might not be able to do that every single day, but play with your kids Mm -hmm. at least part of the time. Another idea I saw that I think I may adapt this summer, a mom shared that what she does is she posts in her kitchen like a poster board and they write on there when they do something fun because in the busyness of our days, it can all fly by. Next thing you know, it's back to school time and you feel like we didn't do anything this summer by deliberately recording it and whether you want to do that by making a list in the kitchen or you could put one of your kids in charge of being like a photo documentarian. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody wants to make a video of the fun that your family did this summer. There's all kinds of ways you can do this, but if you deliberately notice and then curate it, it's going to be more meaningful for everybody involved. That's a great idea. Sometimes I have those. Mm-hmm. So what fun are you going to have this summer? Uh, the big thing that I am looking forward to is the boys and I are going on a camping trip to Canada later this summer. We have camped a lot over the last few years, but none of us have ever been to Canada. I love camping with my boys. They get along better in the woods than any other place. I also thought I was actually woke up thinking about Tyler this morning, which was weird, but <laughs> yeah, it is how he could be. He could teach fishing. Like he could have a little workshop on fishing with kids. Cause there's a lot of boys. I think boys and girls who are interested in fishing, but their parents don't fish. Hmm. So I just say that as like, think about what your kids can do, a skill that they have, and they might have to study up a little bit on, oh, what steps would I teach to this eight-year-old? Mm-hmm. But wow, how much fun would that be? I'm a teacher, so I think it's fun, but you know, he's out doing what he loves and he can see the joy in sharing that with other. And cross age connections are so valuable. You know, if an older teen gets to be sharing with a young person, that's a totally different dynamic. And on the flip side, sometimes Tyler is the young one. He's doing a lot of fishing this summer with one of my brothers. So to be the learner and the teacher is a very cool experience for kids. So bottom line, there is a ton of things to do out there. It takes some creativity. It's okay if they spend a day doing quote unquote nothing. That's okay too. Also, don't stress yourself out. If you have to work and your kids are home, of course you're going to put them in a safe situation, but just relax and Enjoy the moments that you can, eat ice cream, eat ice cream before dinner, and have a great summer. When I was a kid, and we were older, and my mom was working, my siblings and I spent a lot of time in the summer watching The Price is Right and reading Rainbow. 
Those were the shows that we all watched religiously. And you know what? Those are some of our best memories right now. So even if your kids are doing nothing but watching stupid YouTube videos together, they are creating memories. And that is meaningful. Thanks for joining us. We are Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison, and we are here to support you in parenting and teaching tomorrow's men.